Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night, the uh, the weekly Vanguard podcast brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nexus at night. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Rootbeer. And I'm Chris. And uh, today we have, uh, you ever been arguing with your friends and you're like, my dad can beat up your dad? Um, we kind of have something like that, where uh, we are taking every stride bonus or uh strider or god what what other nicknames are there for them am i missing anything um i i think stride i think um stride bonus or strider is probably the closest to what people are kind of meaning by that right yeah so mm-hmm. we mean things like chronojet and gaia and gurgit and big belly all those um we are all we're going to be comparing them to each other uh based on how good they were at the time of their release um and we're gonna kind of talk about uh which one was the best we're also gonna include their v series retrain if there is one so uh matt you want to kick it off for us yeah so i'm gonna start with uh i'm gonna start with probably the one one of the more interesting ones which is Murkuma. So, uh, Murakumo, um, the old stride bonuses, uh, when Yasuie uh, first came out in GBT 4? I think, or 3, or something like or that. Three, somewhere, somewhere in 3, somewhere in three, four, five. he was uh, pretty bad. Uh, the main thing that Murakumo had going for them at the time was um, Homer, or Homer Raider? The yeah. Send 3, Skeeters uh, with the same name, back to deck, Counterblast 2, Restand. That was kind of the best thing you had um, had going on for you was Murkuma. Murkuma had a restander. But like every other deck that had a restander, um, looking at Unova Grappler, uh, had just a better one. Like Victoplasma was just better than Homer Raider in like almost every scenario. And uh, so Yasuie, the original, was pretty bad on release. Um, wasn't, like Murkumo had pretty weak strides. Uh, well, they ha- Homer Raider was pretty okay. But, like, the rest of their strides were pretty weak. Like, their on-hit stride was pretty bad. Like, And they didn't get a lot of help going forward, either. Um, they got among... They get the worst G-guards, then you get the second Yasuie, who's like... Oh, so the other problem that the original Yasuie had is when you strode on him, you had to have a unit on board already. Yes. So, mm-hmm. like, he couldn't copy himself. So, like, he would clone something and, like, set up... Like, he would set up decently well, but you need to have stuff already. Which was a huge, huge ask, especially at the time, because... People were just playing lots of stuff to say, don't, you know, like, like Gear Chronicle could just send it away, or Kagro could just kill it on also your turn. Uh, also, the. Uh, but not the, yet your turn, but they could kill lots of things. Uh, the Shadow Legend deck was also big during this time, which was all about clearing your board. Yeah, yeah, so people were playing the uh, the Abyss Legion, right? Yeah. And, like, they, so you had that shit, or you just, they were just playing Blaster, uh, Blaster Dark Diablo and just wiping your board anyway. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was not good. And then the second Yasue was he could target himself, but he called less. And, um, he sent the unit. He put the unit in your hand at the end of turn instead of bot deck. So you could like call, I believe. No, uh, no it stayed on board. It gave it a shadow stitch that if it didn't hit it goes back to your hand oh my bad my bad sorry uh, <laughs> yeah so it gave it it gave it the uh, shadow stitch ability yeah, yeah yeah and i believe it also had a shadow stitch ability i don't remember what that one was uh, uh 
At the end of the battle, if it didn't hit, draw a card, bottom deck a card. Yeah, man, these cards were bad. <laughs> I have the V-series ones because I'm, like, more worried about those effects. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, these card, this, this card was uh, better-ish. But the real thing that, I guess, made, was the only thing that made Murakumo even vaguely able to kill anyone was Yasue Tenma, the stride. And none of these cards really helped that. They were just kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess here's an extra card if you want it. Here's an extra. Like, you, they would, like, fill up another slot on board. And that's pretty much, like, kind of the end of it. It wasn't really interesting. Yeah. Um, and, like, their keyword just had absolutely nothing to do with what the deck actually did. Yeah. Like, if you didn't get your opponent to 5 damage, Tenma did nothing. So you pretty much had to get them to 5 damage, hope they don't heal, and then Tenma. Yeah, because, like... Shadow Stitch being a, a skill that was, like, on miss, you get your thing. Uh, on paper, it seems good, because you're like, oh, I get something, no matter what. But until, like Matt said, until you get to five damage, the consequence of getting hit is like, okay, I went from three to four. Do you have anything yeah. else to, like, no? I'm like, okay, it's and my like, turn. A lot of the Shadow Stitch skills were also just inconsequential. Yeah. Like, a lot of them were GB1, so, like, by that point, you know, people were like, oh, uh... Oh, it's if I don't guard, I get a damn. If I guard your giant, like this attack, uh, you get to, you know, counter charge one or whatever. Like, no, nah, I'll just take it. It's fine. Like, your opponent gets to choose, like, what you get out of it. And they can always kind of choose what's best for them at any moment, which is kind of the huge problem here. Mm -hmm. uh, now, luckily, uh, so G Kumo was really bad. Yes, and uh, continued to be bad for a very long time. But Yasuie would uh, come back uh, and be a little and be much better than before. Now, when this card came, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna cheat a little bit on Yasuie, and that's kind of why I want to do it first. Okay. And that the the new Yasuie pair, so Yasuie V and Yasuie Tenma V, are kind of a they kind of go together. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little bit and kind of combine them. And so one of them. Uh, has an act that you, like, uh, choose to your units, you search your deck or drop zone for copies of them and uh, and call them rear guard, basically. And it can choose mm -hmm. itself, so you can copy himself if you want. And then you, he has, at the end of battle, the attack, you can discard two and put Yasui Tenma from your drop zone as stand. So if you discard a Tenma at some point, a.k.a. for the cost, uh, <laughs> uh, you can just, you know, ride a, ride a Tenma, right? So if you have a Tenma somewhere, just ride it. Uh, so... The Tenma would uh, have an odd when it attacks. He would power to plus ten thousand, or that was on regular circle. Sorry, he yeah. would just kind of be an extra attack. But he didn't lose. Uh, he did. Oh, he gets drive minus one. So you lose a drive, but you get an extra Vanguard attack. Now the big thing is he gets a bunch of power in regular circle, but on Vanguard he doesn't do much. He does like just actually less than uh, originally Yasuie. But where this deck kind of gets better is that not only are you an Excel deck. But there's a lot of cards, especially after they got that PR, that gained a lot of power. And so it ended up being that this deck, since you had a, a basically a restanding Vanguard and an Excel clan with a lot of extra attacks, ended up being much better than its previous iterations of Yasuie. And now you have uh, many Shiryukis. So the, the major weakness of this deck on release was not having enough power. But... That was kind of fixed with the PR, and now that you have four Yuki, you can double Yuki much more consistently. So, I, uh, the, the question that will be asked every time, so which 
iteration of Yasuye Grade 3 was the best. By the way, just for the listener, we're not including stride versions of the of like the grade 3s. That's going to be its own episode yeah. at some point. All right. Even though in this case Tenmo was a stride. That's true. Yeah, so Tenmo was a stride, then a grade 3, so I didn't know where to put it, but it kind of went with the other Yasuye, so I needed to mention it. Yeah, the, the V-series Tenma counts because it's grade 3. Got it. Okay, yeah. but I do think that a V Yasuye base is the best one by a lot. I think that card just does the most, out of, did the most out of all the Yasuyes mm-hmm. as far as like for the deck it's in. And like actually wanted to actually win the game on like the old ones. You also had a lot more like consequential support around the time this mm-hmm. came out. For sure. And like on release, I think the deck was a bit weaker than before the PR, but I'm kind of cheating and adding in the PR since the PR came out so soon. Yeah, why not? I mean, as long as it's like around the same time, you can. Yeah. So people people were pretty high on this deck before it even came out, before we even saw the PR, and I was like, not so much, mm-hmm. considering, you know, it was also in the same set as like Night Rose, which we were finally figuring out in the same set with Pale Moon, and, you know, just after um, uh, Silver Dust Blaze. So. You know, we still had Dot X and Messiahs, and we didn't know how much, you know how that all would shake out. But we knew Dot X was super annoying, right? <laughs> but uh, I think I think th- I think this is pretty by far the best one. Well said, Chris. And I turn. played a lot of G Kuma. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He he's he's a long suffering Kumo fan. I mean, I remember the famous catchphrase Ten Matama Tama Tama Tama. Oh my God, that was great. All right. So I'm going to start off with the one that pissed me off the most. Um, Mega Colony. <laughs> oh, no. God, uh, how used to actually frustrate the shit out of me with these decks. But let, let's start off with the bad one. Um, intimidating Mutant Dark Face. And I, I, I say bad because the other one just does so much more. Um, so, you know, it's auto Vanguard Circle Generation Break 2. Um, when your opponent's unit is placed on rear guard circle, you can soul blast two to rest that unit. And then on stride, um, counter blast one, you choose two of your opponent's rear guards, rest them. And then until the end of your opponent's next turn, um, they get at the end of your turn. If this unit is at rest, your opponent may draw a card and those units cannot stand during your opponent's next stand phase. This was really annoying. Yes, but, um, I guess depending on what deck you played, it almost didn't matter half the time because you could just call over your own stuff. Um, either that or none of it was just going to stay on the board anyway. Like if you're playing like Bermuda Triangle or like... I think Narukami was also like in the habit of reti- like binding its own stuff at that point, I think. No. Or at the very least... Because re- you guys... Oh, wait. No, you guys he, he stopped Narukami never bound its own stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You stopped playing that one card, um, Armor Break, even though nobody should have been playing that at all. But, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, it was kind of... It, it was good. Don't get me wrong. Like, being able to rest your opponent's stuff on place was just disruptive, especially if you had the soul to pay for it. But, you know, the stride skill just didn't really matter too much. Um... But that's okay, because the Darkface name um, got restored um, in the form of um, Evil Governor Darkface Gridora, 
And that card was actually a very contentious uh, unit when it first came out. Um, so auto Vanguard Circle, uh, once per turn, counterblast one when this unit is placed on Vanguard Circle or when your G unit stride, you may pay the cost. If you do, choose a column and your opponent cannot call cards to the rear guard circle in that column during the next turn. Then the auto and Vanguard Circle, um, Generation Break 1, you can pay Soul Blast 1 for at the beginning of your ride phase, you, um, your opponent chooses a face-up card from his or her damage zone, turns it face down, and you counter charge 1. Oh, God. Hal was mm. at his peak with this deck. <laughs> uh, Van- How uh, Vanguard Punk, who did our Twitter banner... And is a pretty interesting YouTuber. I'd check him out if you're uh, interested in seeing how the uh, the Dark Face Wonder. Um. <laughs> there was yeah, also no. another. There was also another Grade Three of the other Dark Face, but nobody cares about that one. Dark Face oh, Alcides was Alcides. like whatever. <laughs> Wait, what did that card? What was that card? I didn't even know that. I forgot. Dark Face. Dark Face Alcides. Um, let me see. <laughs> It's uh, like on, on play, <laughs> counter blast, soul blast, stun a column, and then dark device, vanner rear, uh, battle it, attacks a vanguard, it gets plus 10k, and the opponent can't intercept. It's whatever. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. It's really bad. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I actually am, feel worse for knowing about this card. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm trying to leave it out, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to. I, uh, I'm. I didn't know. I'm sorry. Still in. Still in the. Uh, for consideration. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But like, yeah, no, that card was bad, and Mega Colony got the shaft a lot. Um, and I don't know. They just had a mechanic that didn't mean anything until Gridora came around because you were literally siphoning resources and telling your opponent they couldn't play the game. It was quite beautiful, actually. And um, I, I'm not, I know I'm not really supposed to be talking about the strides, but the way it paired with Overwhelm um, was absolutely beautiful. Just yeah, like, being able to. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like late Gira Mega Colony was pretty solid. Like y- you would see it. Um, like snatching a top every now and again, it won worlds at one point due to the original Dark Face. Um, but that was because it was like this weird gold palette encounter. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but that was Viera stuff in premium. That's true. Now, if you were like me and played meme decks, oh no, there was one more Strider, mm-hmm. and Atlas really likes this card. It's called Machining Beat Atlas. Oh, I forgot <laughs> about this. Yeah. Um, auto Vanguard Circle, counter boss one. Um, when you're in G unit with machining in its original card name strides, you may pay the cost. If you do, choose up to two grade one or greater rear guards, or sorry, grade one or greater cards from your soul with machining in their card names and call them to separate rear guards as rest. And then auto Vanguard Circle, generation break two. At the end of your turn, Choose up to two cards with machining in their card names from your rear guard circle in hand and put them into your soul. If you put one or more cards, draw a card, and if you put two cards, counter charge one. Ooh. Yeah, no, it was it was pretty fun. Um, I don't remember why like it wasn't 
Oh, right. Because you only got Destroyer. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, no, they also got Machining Despot, um, which was like, let's see here. It, it was okay. Oh, wait. Wait, no, it actually stunned Vanguard. I forgot about this. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good because um, you were able to choose the same number of your own units as you have um, face-up machinings. And then for uh, then for each unit that stood, your opponent just chooses two rested units and they can't stand during the next stand phase. Oh, man, I forgot. That was actually really sweet. <laughs> I mean, it didn't do anything, but it was cool. <laughs> what about um, V series? Um, v series. Um, let's talk about so. Let's talk about Gradora first because that was the main VR. Um, Gradora actually came with her own new mechanic, um, which was the Cradle, and I actually personally owned this deck oh, and. No. So Gradora V actually um, plays kind of like a proto Link Joker, where um, she does a skill that puts cradle markers on your rear guards, and when they have the cradle markers, you know all the other stuff, they can't intercept or anything like that. So it's basically like, you know, lock, but you know what Bushy Road was too cowardly to do with Link Joker to begin with. <laughs> um, so and also when it attacks, you can also like call a Grade Three, which gave it multi attack. Um, and it's really hard to say which one is which one between Gridora V and Gridora G were better because they both impacted um, Mega Colony at that point, uh, at the point that they were introduced in a very beneficial way. Um, but I would probably give the edge to Gridora G just because the mill mechanic in V was is actually seen by most to be a lot better than Gridora at this moment. I think that it's Gradora G by a fair margin because I think Gradora V kind of is whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't, like, I don't think I've a... seen V Gradora do anything. I know G Gradora got some tops here and there. Yeah, G Gradora was like carrying the premium deck basically, mm -hmm. and like that. Well, that along with like uh, the um, zoo zoo support from uh, End of G, but yeah, like I think G Gradora has done a lot more and has a lot more. Uh, actions against the very powerful decks than v, v Cordora had against the powerful decks at the time. I think a lot of, like, Luar just, just doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, you might you might maybe make an argument to using g Gridora. Probably not. But, like, that counter choke skill is very good. Um, beautiful. And uh, cutting off an entire column can really mess some decks up. Not Excel decks, but, you know, some decks. Um. <laughs> yeah well like it also like draws too which is really nice mm -hmm. like i like that it, like you can still just collect cards off of the corpses i was like all right cool dope <laughs> yeah that's what bothered me about the original dark face um not the gb2 skill that was great and i wish they did more with it but the uh the stride skill was a thing where most other stride skills gave you resources right off the bat and this was like i'll give you something but like later yeah. <laughs> Here's an it's IOU. Like an... <laughs> it's just an IOU. Yeah. One free draw. <laughs> or two, I guess. But it's like most decks had something to kill your stuff, call it in and out of soul, whatever. Um, all right. So 
Uh, I'm I'm gonna uh, we're we're on Gold Paladin and uh, Gurgit, and Go for uh, it. so the original Gurgit uh, was you could when it was attacked you could call stuff from the deck to guard with, and uh, w- when you strode on top of it you could call something from deck and give it 2k. So you had an offensive and a defensive skill, um, which was solid, and I, I I think it was good, and I think it had good support to begin with. Uh, I don't think it really did all that well at the beginning of Jira, though, just because you didn't really have, like, offensive strides or enough of a, like, good offense. Um, and in terms of paladins, you had shadow paladins skulking around, so you're like, just go with the edgy ones, it's fine. Um, Golden Holy Sword Gurgit, on the other hand, where you uh, all your stuff could intercept, um, and your stuff could intercept from the back row, I think was uh, better at the time, especially because the skill where when you strode on top of it, you got the same calling from deck, and then if it was Unite, you get to call a top card, so you just get the Unite skill immediately. Um, And lastly, you have the Gurgit that is currently topping tournaments right now in (laughs) Viera. I would say this is real tight, but I think Viera Gurgit kind of takes the cake. Uh, and it's not even close. It's not even close, dude. I mean, <laughs> Holy Sword Gurgit really did do well, um, and I think it put up a solid fight. Just like, good lord, like when people saw Gurgit and Giera, they're like, "Yeah, that's real solid. That's a contender." When people see Viera Gurgit, they're like, "Oh no!" It's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, God uh, damn it! <laughs> what's crazy is that, like, how much better. Um, the 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 like G Gargit was okay like but it was mostly like the strides that were really pushing those decks right mm-hmm. yeah and then V Gargit's just like oh uh, I'm gonna do I'm gonna scale really well with Excel circles and also like like and also just call, like just make a bunch of extra attacks mm-hmm. and, and it's, yeah I think I think I think the Gurgit's actually nuts yeah yep and like the defensive skill is more impactful because no G guards yeah. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and that's all I have to say about that. That one's pretty straightforward. Alvin, <laughs> kick us off. <laughs> cool. I'm going in order of least to most fucks given for my choices. So starting hey, with Dragonic too. Blade Master. Okay. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Uh, the original one. It sucked because it wasn't Overlord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this will be a scene. <laughs> Uh, and then we got the Blade Master Cohen, which was actually pretty good because it came True. out in GPT 11 at the same time as Ziegenberg. So that one, you can retire and give one of your Blaze units with Blaze 3K. And then at the end of each turn, if your opponent has no rear guards, you can recycle a grade 3 with the Blaze ability. So you got free stride fodder. You got rid of cards for your opponent, gained a little bit of power. Pretty sure his GB2 skill was the most impactful there. And then the you had that with, <laughs> yeah, and then you had that with Ziegenberg in the same set. So, oh, Goat Mountain, really good restander, free, and it was a solid deck. And then, uh, Blade Master V sucked because nobody cared about the Vision Token. Aw. I always like. Is it... no. Sorry, go on. I was just gonna say I always liked the whole Vision Token thing. I thought it was a neat mechanic. 
The problem is that deck, when you rogue grade three, because you need a grade three in soul to do it, right? And they're like, yeah. Kagura had no way to soul charge. So, like, you ride your grade three, and then they're all like, vanilla grade three turn, yay! Yeah. And I, I think mean, that came in the same set as the end, so it also had the problem of not being Overlord again. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then we got Blademaster Soen, who could make a vision token right away instead of needing a grade three in soul. But came but out also in the not same... Overlord. Yeah, it came out in the same set as the cross, so it's not Overlord. <laughs> yep, Aww. I got nothing more to say on this. Yeah. So, pretty easy. The best one there was Cohen, because recycling, and it was relevant for a period of time, unlike the other three. Aww. Mm-hmm. Poor guy got a raw end of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, mass retire is pretty sweet. Yeah. All right. But like, dude, he's like every other Baldwin besides Alec. Just oof. Yeah. All right. Shall we talk about? Oh, okay. So I think it's me next. Is that yes. Yeah. Yes. You. Okay. So I'm just going to get, get Neonectar out of the way because I don't want to talk about Asha more than I have to. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Asha because, honestly, I just don't care about this large-chested uh, individual. Uh, <laughs> so, um, uh, there, there's a lot of Ashas. So the original one was the TD one. No one, like, no one really, uh, what is it, Ranunculus Flower Maiden Asha, I believe. Yeah. Um, you know, it gives, gives a bunch of power. When you stride, you uh, clone something. But you, but again, it's one of those cards where you had to already have the unit in play, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, again, th- again, this card sucks because you still have to have the cards in play to do the thing. And, you know, other decks, Gear Chronicle, Kagura, etc., can make sure that you don't have these things, which is super obnoxious. Right. But you eventually got a, what, Dreams... Uh, no, sorry, the, sorry, Searing Heart, Asha. I believe mm-hmm. was the next one you got. Is, is that my yeah. thinking, mind the correct order here? Searing yeah, Heart, yeah. yes. Searing Heart was an excellent, which was a lot better, um, because it had a GB2 that could trigger uh, at various individuals, and, or various times, and then had, uh, mm, at the end of turn, it would call a card, you could call a card, so like it could actually activate its GB2 at some reasonable point. And then when it strode, you, uh, you clone something again, but it not only called a card at the end of your opponent's turn... It also, so it could clone the thing that you called at the end of your opponent's turn, so it actually worked most of the mm-hmm. time. So, like, it was in, so much better than the old one. Because mm-hmm. it actually had card text. Because <laughs> it actually had card text. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. And then there was the, uh, then there was uh, Blue Asha. Uh, I don't remember the name. I, I don't, it's like, so, so, blah, 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 Blue Asha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, you could, it was like, you could bot deck cards, so you could, you, at the beginning of your ride phase, you choose, uh, up to one card from each of your other circles, other than Vanguard Circle, or in Drop Zone, or choose up to one card from, either, from each, from your circle, other, so from a circle and your Drop Zone, choose one of each, and put them on bottom, if you put two, you can call, uh, draw a card and call a card. And then when you stride, uh, you could just search your deck for up to one normal with the Bloom ability and call it. It could be any card. And if you if the number of units with that same name as you, you call just two or more, you counter charge one soul charge one. 
this card's kind of nuts because you can kind of always set up the counter charge one, soul charge one, at least like most of the time in your nectar. And you had like a lot of things to like search forever off bloom. And I remember these these um, decks were cycling PGs for like about eternity. Yeah, <laughs> you had that. Uh, you also had um, that first skill gets around Link Joker because you can put lock cards back in the deck. Right. Yeah. This was when they started printing everything that dealt with Link Joker and Awakening Zoo. Mm-hmm. And this, I think this, I think this card is just actually nuts. This card was just actually very good. Yeah. It's one of those things with the other decks, which is a lot better. But I still think that this card was super solid, and I think that uh, Searing Heart was also super good. Uh, I think I think like it's so hard for me to remember G Neo Nectar because like I remember it being good enough, and I remember dying to it a lot. But I remember winning most of my like more games than I lost against it. I mean, uh, but I didn't play. I didn't play against Gabe all the time. I was I was gonna say if you played against Gabe, you got your fucking ass reamed most of the time. That's uh, unfortunate. <laughs> Yeah. Them's the breaks. That's Gabe. I remember you. Gabe playing those stall Neonector decks like a jerk. Mm-hmm. And then there was other Alvin who just took five years to count. Oh man. I love I love being done counting. <laughs> but yeah, I I think uh spoiler alert, I think uh Blue Asha is probably my pick for the best of them. Mm-hmm. Uh but I'm I'll I'll talk about the other the other couple a little bit. So the new Ashas, uh, and so they they don't really make so they they kind of make plants, but more importantly, they make this Asha's flower fairy token, which is just a copy of Asha. Mm. So the idea is you're supposed to use dream spinning to like get a copy of a crit and uh, a 10k power on the rear guard Asha token. So you have like a 23k crit two token, and like you can do this on your grade three turn. But you need to have, like, enough Ashes in play, so you have to play, like, 4-4 four, four of the, both the new Ashes, the TD1 and the set one. Mm-hmm. But the problem is you're still a 3-attack force deck. And you're not scaling, you're just kind of, like... Because you have to play the Ashes, right? So you're not rewriting a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, other decks will be. And it turned out that, I think, Neonector might have been... I, I don't know, Neonector was, I think, was really bad in, out of the Tri-3 set. It seemed pretty good at the start, just because like you gained, like you could like have like a full board of crits. Mm-hmm. But I think the deck is not very good. Yeah, but then you don't have like guard restricts or anything that could let you like win, right? Right. I mean, in twenty three k is also like even on a nine k is guarded by a crit, right? So mm-hmm. you still have to have a booster to to back it up, and then like, yeah, you you just you just need a lot. So, blue asha. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just think it's I just think it's blue asha. Blue Asher or, or um, old um, uh, what was her name? Old uh, Searing Heart. But I, th- I think I, I, I like both those cards a lot, and I think Blue Asher just edges up. Mm-hmm. 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 Have at it, Chris. So the next one I'm going to talk about is Link Joker. Um, specifically, I'm going to start off with Messiah. Um, Messiah back in the day was about. Um, unlocking your um, opponent, well, locking down your board and your opponent's board, and then granting amnesty from jail and unlocking everybody's board. Um, while it seems really weird, it's it was actually pretty like all right. Um, I remember Stargate, uh, like once they got the Galaxy Stargate um, update, um, it was kind of good, but it wasn't nearly as good as its cousin um, Chaos. And literally everything about that deck. 
Um, we'll talk about that a little bit, but um, yeah, it was it was fine, um, uh, for the most part. Chaos Breaker, on the other hand, was absolutely the most evil thing that they have ever created. Yep. <laughs> lock your board, drain your hand, make you call your hand to lock, and if you thought you were smart by not having a hand, you called from drop. Um, yeah, you just couldn't get away. It, it really sucked. Um, so, and then you have Messiah and V-Series, where it doesn't lock your opponent's board, it locks your your own board in exchange for these massive power buffs to your board. Um, and there was, like, this cheese deck where you could kind of, like, re-ride a Messiah or something like that. The point is, Chaos Breaker won by a lot. Um, <laughs> and yeah. it... it like it's not even worth talking about Messiah. It 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 just won, um, and I'm Messiah. expecting the new Chaos Breaker to probably do it again. <laughs> yeah, uh, Messiah was always just like almost good enough and never actually good enough. I say this yeah. as somebody who played Messiah at various points in G era. It never really. I think like early, early what. When Amnesty Messiah first came out, it was good because it could multi-attack, and then, like, beyond that, there was just nothing really. It was also, it, it was a, a stride that could do that, like, that level of skill on first stride, and you didn't have to do it second stride. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Where you got that crit, because, like, a lot of clans' first stride was like, if I hit, I get to draw a card, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so so I wait think... who so wait who's the winner there chaos breaker close crisis oh jesus christ <laughs> uh... i don't even know which one i think it i think whichever one came out last was just the winner <laughs> um because that's the one i remember just thoroughly beating my ass <laughs> repeatedly um, I think that was uh, Chaos Breaker Crisis. Crisis no, came out no. in Rondo, and Close yeah. came out in Stargate, which came out after. Yep, yep, it was It'll close. close. It would be close mm. by a lot. <laughs> so Close wasn't even close by a lot. My brain hurts. Um, you got to Soul Charge go and Lock. I was going to go with Glendius. That's just me. There you go. That's not a stride <laughs> fodder, technically. You're right. stride bonus, technically. Yeah, sure it is. It's on stride, do nothing. <laughs> I wish we were All in right. the same room so I could throw stuff at him. <laughs> I mean, okay, so uh, Angel Feather. Um, uh-huh. So there's only two. There's Black Shiver Gavril, who... Uh, when you strode, you, it was basically just gold paladin that went through the damage zone, where it's like, top two, put one in damage zone, then call something out. And then uh, the GB2 skill, and this is where the kicker is, uh, when a card's put into your damage zone, all the units in your front row get 2k. Sounds right to me. And that activated every time. So I think in a lot of people's heads it was, oh, you take a damage, you get uh, 7k for a trigger. No, it's, you're, you're damage swapping constantly, so... This was a defensive deck in Vanguard that uh, really, really did well. See also uh, Nurse of bro- Frickin' Broken Heart. Uh, Man, I love my opponents having a 30k Vanguard uh, <laughs> on my first attack. Yeah, real uh, nice. Before, before the attack finishes, it's great. 
See, now the thing is, they had to make like a second grade three version because that's what they were doing with everybody. So they got Blackshot Gavril Prim, who had a rescue skill, which was uh, you heal and then do a damage check. Um, and you... It, it was basically when you strode, you damage swapped and then rescue checked. And then uh, you can GV2 counterblast a card with the rescue ability to stride a G unit with the rescue ability. So that's good. But, does it have the GB2, though? Yeah, it's GB2. Um, no, no, does it have the, the old Gabriel GB2? No, 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 it doesn't. <laughs> so oh, so th- this is not <laughs> even close because they got it so right the first time. It's... Yeah. <laughs> this isn't going to be a recurring theme or anything. Nope. Well, no, totally no also no. Depends. It's not always <laughs> the case. The, the, the thing is, like, that's an awkward position to be in as a card designer because then you're like, well, shit, now what? You know, like you, you either mm-hmm. have to power creep it insanely or you have to just go sideways or down. Um, and I think what they should have done is made stuff that was like better on rear guard, um, which uh, they I do agree. do with some clans, just not all of them. And uh, let's see, I'm two for two on the uh, first strider was the best. But uh, let, let's uh, let's keep going. What you got for us, uh, Root Beer? Okay, next I am going to do... What's this face? Victor. So, I wasn't playing the game when the original Victor came out. I think it was good at the time just because it was one of the only cards that could stride. And that their stride... Standard, so... Yeah, and their stride in that set was... Uh, what's this? Victoplasma, <laughs> Victoplasma, so you could just restand. So yeah, yeah, I think... Victor was fine in the beginning, and then... They just didn't get support until, like, set six, where... Wasn't they getting six six? Uh, oh, they got Mediokaiser Victor, which restood your rear guard. So, yeah, then it transitioned into actually focusing on rear guard multi-attacks, and I don't think it was quite good yet at set six. I think it was fine, but... No, G-Guards had just come out and were basically screwing up all the Victor plays. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so it wasn't until they got the more Vanguard-centric Victor cards that it yeah. got better. Yeah, then they got... Then set 10, they got Excessive Battler, which could... Uh, you could just restand some... Oh, but it costs a Soul Blast instead of a Counter Blast. That's why Excessive sure. was good. Yep. So yeah, I think starting around set 10, Victor started to go up a bit because they got Favorite Champ, I think? Yeah, the Stride. Yeah, yeah so, so the Stride they could rest- made it... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so the, because it was a Vanguard restander, so uh, Excessive Battler let you restand your board, and then Favorite Champ could just beat face with restanding himself. Mm-hmm. And you had a lot of ways to restand your other rear guards to make mm-hmm. like, a bazillion attacks before Favorite Champ got in there. Yeah. I mean... And then during the Stargate booster, they got Zubat Battler <laughs> and Winning Champ. <laughs> so I can't was remember that, what Zubat Battler did. Was that about uh, the time you started running sixteen draws? I no, I don't think so, because I think at this point Victor just drew cards because he could. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Everything was like you draw then you call something or like on yeah. uh, end of battle mm-hmm. if it restand you restand and draw a card. It, it was very kinda everywhere. Yeah. And Yeah, and then this time yeah, so this one could draw and call. It let you just restand anything, and then at the end of the turn, you, 
If you have one or less face-up cards, counter-charge. If you have one or less cards in soul, soul-charge. Or if you counter-charge and soul-charge, draw a card. It, it, it had a lot of text. Yes. It and then I think winning champ just re-stood. Oh, you could just soul... When your rear guard stands, you could soul blast one and turn up a copy of itself to give it 5k and itself 5k. Right. So... Your things just restood really freaking big. You drew a million cards. You could ma maintain some amount of counter charging and soul charging for all of your costs. So Victor was actually just really insane by that point. Yeah, that Stargate yeah. booster really, really mm -hmm. did a lot. That and then sick have... too. Yeah. And then we have uh, V Victor who isn't doing anything. Aww. Which nope. makes me sad because I like it in theory. It's just. Not that good. It almost Just feels like a premium power. plan, but that would that would imply they care about premium. Yeah, like it's really cool and premium because of uh, Bustard, but yeah, in standard it just doesn't get enough power. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, so where do we land? Who's the winner? Zubat. Zubat. Yeah. Finally, Zubat won something. <laughs> Zubat has hey. always been a yeah, great Pokemon. Zub Hold on. Zubat is top tier. Come on. Crobat was, like, the first Pokemon that I was, like, obsessed with breeding a perfect one. Actually, low-key, same. I was like, that Pokemon is dope. Also, it had the fastest hypnosis in the game. Anywho. Uh, uh, so, what, which one do I want to do next? Uh, let's do, you know, let's go ahead and get this really difficult one out of the way. Alright, uh, let's, talk, let's talk about a, a different victor. Uh, Gringallop. So, uh... <laughs> the original Grand Gallop was in Cosmic Roar, and he did, like, on stride, get 4k, and, like, on it, you can counterbust one draw card or something. And he had some GV2 where he gets an extra drive, but nobody cares. Uh, this card's really bad. Nobody played this card. There's no reason to play this card. There's never reason to play this card uh, at any point. Uh, you would literally, Daikaiser was better than this card as a strider, because at least he had D-Rebo in the name. Uh, this card does not have that, and his hands is bad. So let's move on. All right, so the, the next... Um, the next Gallop we got was actually pretty good. It was Bravest Rush Gallop. So he had a similar stride skill where you get 4k, but you had a counterblast one. But if you throw it into a burst one, it would give 8k instead of 4k. And the big thing about this card was that it had a rear guard effect. That when you were on rear, if your vanguard was big enough, it gained 4k power, and if it, your vanguard was super big, it gained a crit. Yeah. Also, so if like, you had two or less cards in hand at the beginning of your ride phase, you could stride for free, but... Oh, yeah, that's really important. So free striding was a big thing after um, a Luard came out. And mm -hmm. so, like, people were just looking for free stride because it gained a lot of advantage, actually. Why? Because uh, it was an extra card? You want to call... Well, not only that, because, like, if you have grade threes, you want to call. Not having to discard them to stride was pretty nice. But this one was uh, much worse because you had to have a really low number of cards in hand already. Mm-hmm. Mm but so it's like a it comeback mechanic, so that's good. Right, right, right. So it wasn't as good as Luard's, but, you know, people were always looking for that kind of stuff. But uh, this one was quite good. Uh, again, has a relevant rearguard effect. Uh, it's kind of, stride skill is worse, I think, because you have to pay the counterblast up front. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you kind of need a burst one. And then we got, um, in Stargate, we got Bravest Victor Grand Gallop. Because <laughs> that's not confusing. Uh, <laughs> it's so Victor it, with it, a K. Basically, <laughs> you couldn't call it to rearguard circle... Uh, unless you had a gallop on banner or in face of a G zone. So, but it was a 13k base. This was really huge. 
yeah, uh, most, this is well, it's huge against some some things. But well, th- this is yeah. uh, before before uh, V series, so 13k base wasn't the norm back then. Right, and you would and you would stride and, and you could stride. It's stride skill was you told us want to give 12k instead. So in 4k, 8k, 12k is kind of the uh, the joke here. Uh, and this one was uh, this one was quite good. So, and then V Victor is like. Uh, or V V Gallop, sorry, not V Gallop is. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not even bothering with cards. It has, it, has uh, it has no card text. So you notice that the um, the two named great cosmic hero Grand Gallop are anything but, and the bravest Grand Gallops are actually great. So you know, there you go. Right. Dope. <laughs> if they have great in the name, they're not great. If they don't have great in the name, they are great. So, uh, so who, so who wins then, Rush or Victor? I like Brave. I like think Brave as Victor is sweet because it's thirteen k. Mm-hmm. Back when you know they weren't, not everything was thirteen k. Uh, I'm not sure. I think, and I think that one was the same. Was it the same set as? Let me make. Let me make sure I'm not stupid. Yeah, that was the same set as Bravest Peak. So that was when a DP really started going ham, because Bravest Peak was like big money. Yeah, you guys really got the short short end of the stick in the early Jira, and then you finally kind of got your act together near the end there. Well, I mean, no, it wasn't that bad early on. It was just that the Cosmic Hero stuff was just not exi- non-existent early on. Yeah, you would play like random Cosmic Hero rear guards, but that was pretty much it. Makes sense. Let's see. All right, so your turn. My turn right? Yeah. All right. So. Before I get to, like, the, like, actually great stuff, um, I'm going to talk about uh, Royal Paladin. <laughs> so, all my... All my, all my <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. So, like, I actually have, like, four of, like, some of the greatest clans in, like, Giera. So, like, <laughs> I have to pick one to be, like, the fourth place one. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to be Alt-Mile. Um, Rip. Alt-Mile, don't get me wrong, was absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, bad pun. Um, so let me see. There was the TD alt mile that was decent. I remember it being, but like otherwise, like eh, you didn't run it past the like past the point where you could just kind of retire it. Um, because the next one that we got was higher. I think it was higher DD. Um, no, Knight it was Knight of Heavenly right. Decree. Oh wait, it was Tengen Topa Alt Mile. <laughs> um, wow. yes. So that was the one um, where you basically just gave things 4K for like no reason. It was really beautiful. Um, yep. Admittedly, I think this was around the time I kind of dipped out of Vanguard for a little bit because it got too expensive for my blood. Um. Oh. But I remember hearing that it was doing pretty well. Um, I think I played it at the time, and I remember it being okay, yeah. Yeah, I remember it being pretty good at that time. Yeah, and this was back when like Brave was like getting like it was starting to pick up steam. It was starting to be good because originally it was like, oh, um, I have to have less than a certain number of cards in hand. Wow, that's shitty. But after a while, they started giving you effects where you were able to just activate Brave just for having a certain, like, rear guard. I think it was the starter on the board. Um, And then, like, if you were in Brave, you basically were just like, yeah, I hit no matter what because of the stride. There was that, Um, and there was uh, 
like they finally realized, oh, if they want to take cards out of their hand instead of doing stuff that like artificially reduces hand size, maybe we should just make them more aggressive up front so that you drop your hand turn two. And they started doing stuff that was like pre uh, GB, and they're like, oh, okay, this is starting to work for us. And then Jira ended, <laughs> so um, yep, awkward. And then you had the one that came out of um, the last G-Era set, sad. Um, basically, it just searched for any Brave. And then the GB2 is also pretty sweet because it worked on Rear Guard Circle. Just 5K and a crit for free. Yeah. <laughs> All you had to do was have have a Vanguard with the Brave ability. It was lit. <laughs> um, absolutely, I loved it. Um, the V-Series Alt Miles, on the other hand... Um, I actually don't remember too much about them, which is actually really, like, weird. Um, I, think, I think it just suffers the same problem as Asha of being a three-attack deck. Yep. Yeah, like, I never actually had that many problems against it. It, it, it was kind of whatever. So I'm probably going to have to hand this over to, um, I think it was uh, Higher Deity Knight. Um, the Heavenly one that came out the, last. The middle one or the last one? The last one. Okay. Higher Deity Knight. Um, the one that gets the free of, quit, crit. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I think it's that one just because of the fact that, you know, it added a lot more crit pressure to the board. Um, in a deck that already, like, multi-attack a lot and, you know, superior cold plenty. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to go with that one. Okay. All right. Alright, Aquaforce time. Now, uh, it should be noted that I asked Commander Jaime for advice, and he gave me, like, several paragraphs. Don't worry, I also played Aquaforce. Yeah. Basically, half of his plans I also played in G-Era, because that was when I played this game the most, so I could also fill in if you need me to. I mean, I I also played uh, Thavis at various points. I kind of wanted to just get it from Jaime, because I know he's, like... You know, neck deep in the crazy pool there. So, um, <laughs> for for Thavas. So, the original Thavas, where it gave the stride skill without a counter blast, which was like big for the time, that uh, once you hit like fourth battle, you get to pick three things and the opponent can uh, kill stuff, kill one of them. And then uh, the other skill was like if it's fourth battle or more when it attacks, it gets a crit and they can't go upgrade zero. That second effect doesn't really do anything. That's if you're like losing big time. Which uh, is contradictory, because to get four battles, you need a field. And uh, if you're losing so hard you can't stride, you probably don't have a field to begin with. Yep. Um, the, he's, uh, like, Jaime brought up that uh, like Thavis himself didn't matter all that much at the time. It was just what you played. It was Lambros that did most of the heavy lifting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the second one, the uh, Supreme Ruler of the Storm, Thavis, uh, had a way better... Stride skill where you called oh, a th- lit. Yeah, you called a thing from hand. Well, it got resist. This was during the time where you know denial Griffin and stuff was big. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it had the wave ability, it got back row attack, so you could kind of build your board um, and get extra attacks just from the stride skill. And God, then, that shit was annoying. Yeah, and then uh, on rear first or fourth battle at the end of the battle of attack, you stood it. So it like made a decent rear guard. Um, yeah. But yeah, that one was really good. Uh, let's see. Ruler Thavis, he said, This card and other new cards like Alexandria, Kipla, made this deck competitively viable. Um, let's see, that's all stuff I covered. 
yeah, so... Hmm? At what? the time it first came out, we were rock and wailing Thavos, and I think because of the extra attack hack from back row, you could take better advantage of Storm Dominators plus 5k. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, and then the last one is uh, the new Thavas for Vieira, um, which, you know, kind of strides Lambros from deck and gives it a drive check. And then mm-hmm. um, at the uh, at the end of the turn, retire the unit and ride a grade 3 from Soul's Rest, so you did an extra cell marker. Um, I think it's it's real solid, but I think that uh, with everything else going on around it, I gotta give it to uh, Supreme Ruler of the Storm Thavas, the second one. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I'm done. Keep going. <laughs> okay, so Sharhat Vampire. I believe the original one was overshadowed by Amon during set three because Amon could make real big numbers. Uh, you are correct, uh... sir. It was. It also got overshadowed by random other grade threes. Oh yeah, that's right. It also just got it randomly overshadowed by Glenn's End. Literally, <laughs> any other grade three can be playing was better than. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the... Glenn's End was so fucking good though. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean the original one could like soul charge and then retire your opponent's card. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. When it started getting good was one who scatters Sin Sharhat. I think you still didn't want to ride this one. Nope. Oh, wait, let's see. Nope. Soul charge two. Yeah, you still did not want to ride this one, but it was a 16k attacker that blocked grade zero, so it was a real good rear guard had you yeah. just kept running with Glan's End. I love and the misrides then... are riding the, the, the clan like guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then like because none of your cards actually cared about having a Sharhot Vanguard, I think you could just roll with that for a while. I think okay, they only then... cared about darkness, and then all your strides had darkness anyway, so it was fine. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was one who proceeds towards Daybreak Sharhot. I think this was when I started checking out of the game, so I don't quite remember it. You can Soul Search to grab a darkness card from Soul and swap one card in your hand. Okay, somebody else tell me if this card was relevant. I honestly can't remember. It was... Okay, remember, this is, like, the almost the last set of Giera. It was the last set. So oh. here's the problem with this uh, with the card you're referring to. Mm-hmm. Is that nobody was playing Sharhat and DI at this time. Yep. Uh, like, the only... Like, again, like... Bladewing's really cool. Yeah, Bladewing was yeah. super good. Um... Mm-hmm. Where Tiger was in this set. This is when Ian got Where Tiger. Right. So no, nobody was here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then At there was. I believe, I believe this was the same set. No, no, I think. No, no. Oh, this was a difference. Am I dumb? Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, no. Scatterson was the one where we got Where Tiger. I think. Yeah. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. I'm dumb. Yeah, it, it was set eleven, yeah. which was also the set we got. Um. Oh, no, Wait. I'm looking at the right set. It was just the Blader Mouse set. Yeah, set eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, uh, I was talking no, about the third Sharhot. Yeah, yeah, oh. that's what I'm talking about. That's the, So this is the set. We didn't get... EN didn't get Were-Tiger until this set. No. Oh, no, I yeah. was reading, I was thinking of... I was talking about the one that came in set 14, which... 
Oh, my apologies, my apologies. My yeah, because I know the one in set 11 you would play as a rear guard because it blocked grade zeros. Guys, we're, we're, we're sitting in front of computers. We should be better at, like, looking this <laughs> shit up. Whoa, um, Tiger we Jaeger came, came out in Demonic Advent, which was GBT-11. Daybreak Sharhat was GBT-14. Sorry, 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 yeah. sorry, sorry. Set 11, yeah. Matt was right about Blader Mouse, though. That's the one that that yeah. came in. You would just play Blade Wings with Blader Mouth or Glands End if you wanted to go full darkness. Yeah. I think you did play copies of the Shar of Scatter Shins Sharhot because it blocked grades because it was a silent tom, but that yeah. was it. You wouldn't want to ride it, you just use it as a tom. Yeah, you I think it, it like... I think people played one and mm -hmm. it was risky to play one. Yeah. It was like a, you would play two at most and that was like if you're really pushing it. But I don't think anyone played Daybreak. Nope. Yeah, I'm like reading this card and like I don't remember it. Like, I, I don't this. even think I've seen this card on the table. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> and then no. we have V series Sharhot, which at the beginning of your battle phase just gave one K for each card in your soul. And then could stand two things if you had thirteen or more cards in soul. It's really good. This card's nuts. <laughs> So wait, is this yeah. the this is the first one since Dirgit that I think we're picking this one, right? Yeah, oh, easily this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Easily. no doubt. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna get this out of the way. Let's talk about Tachikaze. <laughs> oh no, oh, buddy, <sighs> you poor bastard. So there, luckily, there's only two Gaias. There's uh, Gaia and Gaia. So, let's talk about G -Gaia. Um, so G, -Gaia, G Gaia is really great. It has a stride skill that's kind of innocuous. It's on 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 stride counter boss one. Choose two of your units. They get when they retire this turn. You call them back. Uh, again, it does have the problem that you kind of need things on board. But Tachikaze was a fairly aggressive deck, so it was pretty easy to have stuff flying around, and all your stuff was really sticky. Especially if you're playing like Ancient Dragon, or like you know, not especially if you're playing like Ancient Dragon Grade Twos or whatever. You know, a bunch of just really sticky stuff. Um, with that being said, uh, it was just a really good card. It made Dogma basically not only be a restander, but also gain multi-attacking. And, uh, you could extend, you could extend a lot of turns much further using the stride skill. Oh, also, um, you, you didn't have to have stuff on board already, like Yasuya, you could call stuff from hand. Then oh, right, right, yeah, yeah, That's correct. Yeah, 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 so you could, yeah, sorry, I didn't remember if he, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I have the card in a drawer next to me, hold on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, so this was, I think, t toward the end of when they started printing strides, car cards like this that didn't like that didn't call stuff. They started putting the all mob claws and a lot of stuff here around this time. This yeah. was in the tech booster. So there's like, you know, Yasuo was really bad. Uh, Asha was really bad. Uh, the the like all like alt mile had the skill like way forever ago, but they decided not to put in other cards for some reason. Mm -hmm. Still confused about that. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So you could call the things and give them the skill, and you know you could. But you can only, but you know, but you if you had something on board already, you could select that unit and call things anyway. Uh, mm -hmm. So that was really neat. And then, and then nothing uh, happened. Yeah, and then nothing happened. It was weird. <laughs> uh, there was like some rumor of a Gaia card, but it never actually. Occurred. I think it was called Death Parade or something like that. Uh, Damn it! He stole my joke. I was gonna like go across the room and be like, "It's called Death Parade." We, we've only told this joke about 8,000 times. I'm it's sure still know. funny. <laughs> wow, bro, that's so funny. Please say it over and over. 
All right, anyway, and then there was uh, Guy of V, who uh, is not Anger Blader. (laughs) (laughs) See, I thought we were just going to continue the joke that just nothing happened after the original Gaia. I wish. But I should bring up Gaia V, because it has the same name, and it's a stain (laughs) upon the Gaia Emperor. It's only one true Gaia Emperor, and that's the very first one. They got it right the first time, and uh, never again. Apparently. So, yeah. Oh, God. Banger Blader's are <sighs> way too dope. Like, ban worthy dope. Well, he did get banned. Now he's on ban. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. They tried that already. They couldn't stop him. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. It, it just made him angrier. <laughs> it's, it's true. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say, Antachis. All right. <laughs> Alright, so I'm going to move on to, like, one of the best decks of G-Format, Nubatama. Um, oh, first, the first, the first, uh, the first thing to note is they're all named Shiranui. Um, and two of them are better than the first one by a lot. <laughs> um, the first one, all you did was basically take cards out of your opponent's hand and then cheese them with the stride called the Toggle Lord with a crit. Yeah, God, I think that... Bad. Huh? God, that deck was bad. Yeah, it was so bad. Um, we're never talking about that again. Um, now we're going to move into Shiranui Obero. Yes. Um, Shiranui Obero basically just said, all right, I'm going to call your stuff from your drop zone and then kill you with it. And then they got an over-the-top grade three called um, Shiranui Zanki that said, cool, I'm going to power up the things I just called from your drop zone, beat you with them, and give them a crit. <laughs> Um, it was awful. Um, I really hated playing against that deck. It made me feel worthless as a card fighter. Um, and the V-Series Shiranui doesn't really live up to any of that, because it just kind of says, oh, um, we're gonna call a token that does the same thing as one of your opponent's rear guards, and it's like, oh, my opponent doesn't play rear guards. Oops. I guess. Um, so, basically, what I'm saying is, the best Shiranui of these was Zonki, and it's not even close. <laughs> yeah. Or even better, oh, all your rearguards are 5Ks. Okay. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Just a free 5K to your opponent's board. It's like, hey, hey, bud, you want a free 5K to your board? Oh, totally. Cool. Beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I really did enjoy uh, the the dominate mechanic, and I know it was a Rollins nightmare, but I really think they could have done more with it before scrapping it and kind of sort of bringing it back. But it's like a milk toast version. Mm. I actually don't didn't mind dominate so much. What I mind was Rene. Yeah, yeah. That was... card was really lame. Absolutely stupid. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. just like my opinion, man. Alright, I think I'm gonna put this in the, the runner for arguably the best strider in the entirety of Giera. Uh <clears throat> what? Grand Blue. Uh Vampire Princess of Night Fog oh. Night Rose. Yeah, we need to talk about the second one or can we just skip it? I'll we have to just for the sake of science or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but you you could uh you know, on stride you call something from drop and give it two K and then 
end phase, if something dies, you can mill three and call it back, and that seems so innocuous on paper, but all the stuff around it made for one of the most complicated, uh, like, top decks in the game. Skeleton Cannoneer, where you have, like, a pseudo-denial griffin going on, your attacks mm -hmm. pattern changed on a dime. This was so good for its time. Um, then you had uh, Starlight Night Rose, which, uh, who gives a fuck, really? <laughs> I, I, I don't know what that card did, but it didn't have the GB2, so nobody cared. It was really cool art, no. though. Um, <laughs> I think it was a good rear guard. It was, uh, let's see. When your unit is placed on another R from drop zone during the turn, you soul blast one. Choose a grade one from drop, call it to another R with the same column. So that's okay. It's not great. Yeah, it was a decent rear guard and... Night Rose name. That was a... Yeah, Night Rose name. I'm, I know James or Jaime would give us, like, a paragraph about why Starlight was actually good, but they're not here, so... Yeah. Nope, it sucks. Um, and then, <laughs> la lastly, the, uh, the, the, the Night Rose of uh, V-Series, which is a protect deck that can now multi-attack, thanks to her. Um, so, you know, when a rear guard attacks or boost, gets 5k and dies, and then on attack, you call uh, two cards into that column, and then if they're at grade 3 or greater, the opponent... Plus 10k, so it's a 4 attack uh, protect deck. So that's pretty solid. Uh, I know it, it it did decently well until, uh, what you was it? You can do more than that. Oh, it was like topping? What, Night Rose? Yeah. Night, the new Night Rose is super good. Yeah. But I still gotta give it to the original Night Rose. Um, yeah, it just yeah. did a lot more. Yeah, and it... it on release, on like like let's say like exact set release, I think New Night Rose is better than Old Night Rose. Oh, you're right. But I you're think right. after like a month or two, I think Old Night Rose is better. No, no, you're, you're right. Actually, then I, I gotta give it to New Night Rose because the uh, the the metric was like how good were they around the time of their release. So, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. New Night Rose it is. <laughs> Woo! Yep. Alrighty. We'll continue. Okay, so it's me next. I'm going to talk about Vanquisher. So, original Dragonic Vanquisher was bad for, like, a lot of... Actually, I don't remember how good... What's it called? I feel like if the original Vanquisher was good, it was solely because of Conquest Dragon. The original Dragonic Vanquisher was not great. You could, you'd like bound things, and you could get 3k in a crit when your opponent's card is retired. Woo! This card the was completely Vanquisher. irrelevant, and you just didn't care about it up until like GBT12 when we got sparking. So this one, your opponent finds cards from drop zone, and then if you're G unit has the Thunderstrike ability. They also bind one of their rear guards. And then Thunderstrike 4 at the beginning of your ride phase, you could counter charge or soul charge one. Your opponent binds a card from their drop zone. So this card was just better in every way because, you know, it could actually get you Thunderstrike. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then we have V Series Vanquisher where, you know. <laughs> just rip cards out of your opponent's hand and bind it, and gave front row 10k, because that's basically all Vanquisher does. And then there's Full Bronto, which is a rewriter, 
and also gives your front row 10k and for some reason has to be regarded as Dragonic Vanquisher because they probably printed a couple cards that needed specifically Dragonic Vanquisher. I believe it. Whoops. So yeah. Huh? I think I have to give it to V Vanquisher because Sparking was good. I don't think it destroyed the meta in the same way that V Vanquisher did. I 100% agree with you. Same. Yep. I I don't think... Well, because like, you still had a Revon as like a contender with it, but it it's not like Tier 0, but like it, it really did... Uh... It was it was competing with Riviere. Like, I think that... And Riviere, you know, the Riviere who got errated, so I think... Priorata, he... yeah, Riviere. Yeah, so I, 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 could, I, could, I really think we can say it was Riviere, for sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a lot of these are so straightforward. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk oh, don't about... Worry. Um, don't, don't worry. Once we get to Genesis, it'll be a lot less straightforward. Let's talk about Spikes. Let's talk about our boy, the boy, if you will, Rising Nova. Let's My talk boy. about Spikes, baby. Okay, so, so, oh, man, where to begin? So let's like let's start with the original Rising, uh, exceptional expertise Rising Nova. So Spike mm-hmm. Brothers is a very um, weird clan in Vanguard because it is the least popular clan by a lot, and mm-hmm. so like but the Spike decks that existed were not that. And it starts with original Rising Nova, uh, who basically on attack could you could counterblast one, put a card in your hand uh, into Soul, and then search your deck for a card, call it to an open rearguard circle, and gets five k. So it was on attack, getting, uh, you know, if you have an open circle, you can call a card to it, which is really great for spikes because spikes had the, you know, an ability to clear out circles a lot. And it came out with Miracle Ace. And this deck was pretty fun. It had a lot going on with Miracle Ace on release. And, uh, but it wasn't like game breaking, but it was a deck that definitely rewarded you for, um, for, you know, for willing to put in the time to build it on release. And I think the deck was, like, pretty solid. I don't, I don't think it was busted, but I do think it was pretty good. Um, eventually, we got um, Great Hero, Rising Super... Or, not, sorry, that's the wrong one. It was Rising Great... Ri- giant, right... Wait, which... Rising... Rising Great, great Star. Star. Great Star. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I didn't remember the name of the fucking card. Yeah, no worries. So this was an important Rising because he had the charge keyword. Um, and he had the... Um, Actually, did he even have a stride ability? Not no, really. he did not. He was on nope. play, and that was it. Yeah, but I guess... I should... So this isn't even a strider. Am I supposed to talk about this? Technically <laughs> not, but also... Like, this is a... New, new territory. Um, Up to you. You're... you're uh, I'll... I'll, I'll uh... I trust you for this. Hmm... This is really tough. So I'm gonna talk about it only because it's a rising green three. Okay, fine. Like okay. so, like it's like similarly how we approached um, uh, the the grade three strides ish thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna talk about it just because it's a rising grade three. And it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So uh, then the, the reason I bring it up is because the stride skill of the of the cards and spikes is not the most important part generally what's generally important was the name so anyway this card had a this card had an ability when placed on rear which was weird for spikes so basically like you could uh, you kind of bust one 
Put a card from your hand to soul. When placed, call a card. Search your deck for up to one grade two or less card with charge ability. Call to an overgrade circle. So it generated an extra attack when it was called. Hmm. Which is actually not very common in spikes. Normally, they kind of just either do it all at once or do it like you know one as they you know like one at a time, right? Like this unit goes back, then I'm gonna do something else with this unit. It would be and spikes was kind of um, weird at this point because I don't remember if ultimate was ultimate stride before or after the fighters collection. Uh, before I think before. So you didn't have the GBAs yet, right? No. Right. So spikes was uh, not. That interesting when this guy came out. I'm, mm. I'm a, it wasn't until Hellhard that Spikes became, like, really, really huge. Choo-choo. Yeah. But this card was uh, this card was fine. Uh, I, I mean, there's still stuff you could do. Uh, I, don't, I don't still remember it being, like, as ridiculous <clears throat> in this set in particular. This set was the one that came with, um, what's his name? Uh, King, uh, Agrius, right? Agrius was pretty strong, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's possible also, to say that, that that mattered a lot, but I don't think it was as uh, as. Yeah. Also, as, the GB8s were like way before Ultimate Stride. Oh, they oh, were. were they? Damn, that's my okay. Bad. Perfect. Never mind. Then this, then this set was insane. <laughs> yeah, so probably this one, because <laughs> uh, Hellheart Eight was a ridiculous card. Yeah. Like you, very ridiculous. You also had a Dudley Jessica, which is like that's a nothing, nothing card. Oh right, yeah, I'm not talking about Dudley Jessica. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I don't actually acknowledge Dudleys as existing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say that um, Rising Great Star is might be the winner, and we'll uh, because we'll talk about that in a second. But mostly because, and it's not that the new Rising is bad. The new Rising is actually quite good. That gives you both gifts and copies two Grade Threes, because you can copy Bull Spike and Cyclone to like get like not an only extra attack, but also like stack crits on every circle. Mm-hmm. The problem with New Rising is it came out in the same set as Lulard. <laughs> Right. Yeah, <laughs> which seem- kind of just dooms you. Yeah, that that seems to be a pattern. If you come out in the same set as Lord, no one's paying attention to you. Yeah. Yep. So I really think that. Um. Yeah, I, I really, I really think that it's going to be Rising Great Star simply because I think the deck for Hellheart Eight was actually insane. Like, I think that deck was just ridiculous. Makes a solid case for <clears> it. <throat> I would say the newest Rising, but uh, I, I don't know. It's it's also hard to judge because Again, COVID. so we're talking about how good the deck is on release. Yeah. And I think that Hellheart 8 was just a more absurd deck. Mm. Like, this is a deck that won Nats, right? Yeah. This is a deck that, like, was could, could fight through... I, I guess, you know, I guess by that point they had, like, uh, Vieira stuff, but, like... This is a deck that could fight through, you know, like become big enough to fight through most other decks. Yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it to Rising Great Star, even though I think the new Rising is still quite good. I just think it, it was, it like came out with Luard and that kind of doomed it. Mm-hmm. All right. Getting, getting <clears throat> to the home stretch here. All right. So we're gonna talk about Gear Chronicle. Um, for those of you who think Chronos Command exists, it doesn't. Um, so <laughs> we're not talking about we're not talking about Chronos Command strategies. We're talking about Chronojet. Um, Chronojet was always just amazing. Um, I think the only time it was not exceptional was its for its very first iteration with the TD Chronojet, where your only stride was like. Chronos Command Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> um, now that I, I think, think there was that dead period between 
GBT 9 and 10 where, like, Zodiac cards weren't quite defined yet, so the deck just didn't get... Like, they kind of killed Time Leap and ZTBs hadn't been defined yet, so the deck kind of went through a lull period. Yeah, yeah, I remember Chrono Jet Dragon G being kind of eh. Um, but once Chrono Dragon, I mean, Chrono Jet Dragon Z came out, that was amazing. Um, ZTBs were at their peak. Um, it just, it did so much for, mm-hmm. for Chrono Jet's position. Um, so out of the G era, at least it, it it's, it's Z <clears throat> and it's not even close. Um, yeah. once we Both get to G and Z are nuts. I can't even pick one, honestly. Why do you say G, Matt? Well, I mean, this was... I mean, this was... Time Leap was already, like, in full swing at this point, right? Yeah. Oh, wait! It came out with Time Leap! Oh, shit. Wait. I am so sorry. Chrono Jet G... <laughs> no, G didn't come out with Time Leap. G was after Time Leap. No! Yeah, yeah, thought... but Time Leap was still, like, playable, right? Uh, yeah. Like, what set oh, did this but... come out between? It between? It came out in a... It came out in the TD that I think was like right before set nine. Right before Night Rose, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. no right so it after came out, Night it, Rose. It came out. It came out right after the Night Rose TD, right? I think so. Yeah. Not like. It... Go ahead. I'm like trying to remember. Oh no! Wait, it was a long time. Never mind. You're 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 right. You're right. You're yeah. Right. No. Like. Yeah, yeah. So never mind. I'm time wrong. leap was already on its way out. Like it has the time leap text on it, but I think they had already hit a couple of key pieces. Oh, they probably already... You know, my new, you're right, you're right, I'm done. They probably heard yeah. Overtar already. Because I remember um, uh, Fang getting memed. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right, you're right. My bad, my bad. I, I, I always got the timing wrong. Yeah. Um, but basically, um, then you get to the V-Series and you get Chrono Jet Dragon again. <laughs> um, and that was basically where they took next stage and made it chrono jet unique and that deck just also did a whole bunch of like force generation and a bunch of like um draw like i think it drew a couple of cards as well um first of all next stage was always chrono jet unique well yeah (laughs) yeah my bad i duh but um yeah chrono jet dragon in like v era um, it enjoyed some spotlight time for a little bit, and then it kind of faded out. Um, it's still good. It's just not as good anymore. So Z yeah, wins. Like, uh, it wasn't base. Overlord. Tier, two, tier three deck. So <laughs> it was, Chrono, it Jet, Overlord. Chrono Jet with the Chrono Jet with the PR support that came out was far far better than both Asha and All Mile. Yes. Three. Like oh yeah, the 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 support you got for the PRs is actually insane. So, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yes. But I, I I think I agree with you that uh, Kroniget Z uh, was uh, I, I forgot the letter already. Was, yeah, like yeah, like on release it was just so good. Like that's the same set that had Heritage. So what what more do you need? Uh, what more do you need out of it? <laughs> that was such a stupid card. <laughs> Heritage's fucked up, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's your turn. <laughs> all right, we got uh, Harry for Pale Moon. Um, mm-hmm. The first one, here's the problem. Pale Moon is a, a, a deck that is defined by its rear guards, and Pale Moon had 
trash ass rear guards for pretty much all of Giera. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, the best one we had was flying Paraton, which was like on play soul charge call someone to the same column. It was you weren't exactly uh, doing a lot. The first one was okay. You know, you, you, you could you know call something from soul and it gets the five k and then goes back to the end. The GB two basically did nothing. The second one, Masked Phantom Harry. Uh, was basically the same skill, except it was a soul blast instead of a counter blast, and you could like recycle grade threes to hand at the end of the turn, so you could pretty much always have stride fodder or ultimate stride fodder. So it was like again, the problem wasn't Harry itself; it was everything around it. Now the V series Harry, like holy shit, this is not even close. Um, the stage ability and. Uh, the Magiadol stuff was just so well built for that set, and you know it is really solid and standard. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a unique ability that actually does something. And uh, I don't know why I'm still talking. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the last one, number one with all the bullets. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it was it's good. <laughs> all right. <sighs> Good luck, buddy. Talking about OTT. Yep. And, uh. Oh, no. I might as well just say that Giera doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I feel you, buddy. I feel you. <laughs> the original one was really bad. You had to counterblast to look at top two and draw one card. That's all it did. Uh, the other grade three was like. If you had Oracle at the beginning of your ride phase, you could do a top check. And then if you stride specific... Or also at the beginning of your ride phase, if you have a face-up card with Amaterasu or Wakahirame, then you can soul charge one. And then... You have to read these cards. They're so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about but... spiritual sort of rough deity, huh? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, basically the only one that exists is the Viera one, where because you could trigger manipulate and activate your triggers early, you got a whole bunch of advantage, and it was like a decent rogue deck. I'm trying to figure out what the Battle Sister Strider was, even though there's no V equivalent. And I oh, honestly man. can't remember. V Susano is like was. very good. That was a solid tier two deck. Yeah. Yeah, but like, Battle Sisters with uh, Ichikishima was dank. I love that deck. I've. I wish I could remember what the Strider was called. There's like eight thousand uh, Battle Sister cards because I yeah. can't remember which one is. The uh, I think it was Matt. Was it Madeline? Yeah, it was Madeline. Wasn't yeah, it so... like? Okay. Uh, when you stride a Battle Sister unit, you could like Soul Blast one, and then end the battle that your Battle Sister. You can counter charge. If the attack didn't hit, you can counter charge one. End of your opponent's turn. Huh. Wasn't that like high tier two for the longest time? Yeah. Because you could like, be aggressive Battle... early. That was the, the big reason. Yeah, Battle Sisters could be aggressive. We had Ichikishima and uh Yeah. And I yeah, think the Battle Sisters messed up card. Yeah. And then the Battle Sister Stride, which I can't remember which one. Right, I think it was stolen. Let you like restand things, I think. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. The girl with all the all the massive guns, I believe. No, sh- yeah. stolen. Uh, w- let you like look at cards for each battle sister you had and uh, manipulate. Oh and... right, 
Oh, that's right. So you would manipulate stand triggers and then smack your opponent. With right. Really big yeah, because it wasn't just one. It was like five. And then you're like, all right, put these mm-hmm. three on top, these two on bottom. Checks out. Yep. All right, we're on our yep. last ones. Here we go. All right, let me talk about Luard. <laughs> oh, boy. You saved Get this one for last? Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, I guess I should bring out... So I'm going to do Shadow Pound in a couple parts. Shadow Pound has about 8,000 striders. Uh, Claret, the new one's better. No one's going to argue this because old Claret was playable <laughs> garbage. Sure. Um, let's talk about Luard. So here's the thing. Luard, when he first... The original Luard when he first came out was not very good. So I'm gonna mm. toss that Luard out because that deck was uh, that that card is just not as a uh... yeah. I mean I I made so a deck the, the called Dino card, Luard. Good card. Deck wasn't good when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Now Drag Fall Luard was this weird card because um, how do I say? It's like you could pay for the cost of stride and ultimate stride of it, but you needed to have like four good ones and drop mm. at least to be free. And then you could call grade ones, basically. So it was, I, I don't know if it was actually better. I don't remember what Zuard was doing at this time. Uh, it, it was basically matchup dependent, if I remember correctly, because if you were against something that could keep wiping your board, you wanted to be on Dragfall, because Dragheart needs something on board to kill to call two things. So it was in matchups where you knew you could have the, the enough enough stuff in drop, you would ride Dragfall, and in matchups where your drop is going to be further starved, you would play Drag. Heart, you ride drag heart. Correct. Ideally, I see. Okay, so yeah, yes, but uh, but I believe this was uh, that this came out in the same set as uh, a big dumb card, uh, drag uh, Str- drag abyss, and you already had drag strider and all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. So I believe shadows are super good at this point anyway. Yeah. Uh, but so was Cronut. So was uh, Heritage. So were all the other meme decks that existed at this time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So the winner of the Luard series is V Luard. <laughs> There's not really much to say. Uh, this deck was just absolutely busted on release. Uh, we saw in Japan what was do- what did it on release. It got it, it got basically emergency banned uh, with a two choose one from Domain and Luard. I don't have more more to say on this. Uh, Blaster Dark mm-hmm. Diablo. I don't even think that was as good as this Luard. Yeah, I think it wasn't this card is just. So insane at least. Yeah. Like, I think it was close just because Diablo was so dominant that you could just win with the Legend deck out of the box and they had to invent G-Guards to deal with it. But I think this Luard... Well, that was the problem, is that by the time... Like, people who were, like... People who were playing a lot of Vanguard could fight through with Jet. Even Mm -hmm. fight through, um... Fight through, um... Diablo. Like, people... Like, I don't think Diablo was as unbeatable as everyone thought it was like i think i think that deck probably wasn't even good against a lot of players mm. like but like if your player like you know would not play enough things then yeah just white kill them but uh i actually I actually don't think that that deck was like as much of a problem i think uh i i think new luard was just better on release than even diablo all right but that that's I mean, that's just my opinion i could be wrong but that's how i feel Alright, so so the winner is uh, V-Series Luard, then. V-Luard, yeah. yeah. First Fenrir, good, came out later. Second Fenrir, meh. Amaruda, good. I, I'm i still gonna put my hat in the ring for the uh, the newest Fenrir, but um, if they could send like us all of kind of later striders. I'm gonna say one of the later striders, not sure which one. 
Which one? Wait, what's one of the later Striders? One of the last two, either the second Fender or um. Oh yeah. Or Amaruda. I, I don't think it's the new Fender. I don't think. I I, I just think like it came out in the set with Gurgit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that might be Not a problem. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same boat here. Okay. Well, I think this might be the first one we're actually torn on. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm not um, sure. And then, uh, all right, the the moment you've all been waiting for, uh, Big Belly. So, they made three Big Bellies, and they're all stride skills, all of them. So, mm-hmm. the first one was when you strode, uh, much like Yasuya, you needed yeah. st- stuff on board to get the skill. And much like Darkface, it promised something later, which was if it hit Vanguard at 20k or more, you drew a card. Which was like, dude, no. Sounds real not good. Yeah, I, I, I've played a, I've played a fair bit of Great Nature in G, yeah. and I activate that skill like probably thirty percent of the time. Yeah. <laughs> then in Trinity Dragon, you got uh, Teacher's Cane of Affection, Big Belly, who's creepy as shit. His face is so weird looking, um, and like it, it was okay. Um, it, it let you like stride using their grade two if you had an empty board, which was fine. Um, and then the it started leaning more into the success ability, which was like you know it was it was as medium as you could get. Um, and then you had yeah, ma- yeah. Then you had amazing professor Big Belly, uh, which was from interesting this, name. What interesting name? Yeah, it, it's a fitting <laughs> name. So it's a success, and then when he's placed on Van or when you stride, you call something, give it a dope, and then draw and retire at the end phase, and then on Van or rear. Uh, GB1, at the end of the battle that it attacked, if it, it's successful, you stand something and give it 4k. So this is another Crayon Tiger, in addition God, to being... God, this card's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This yep. thing is still used in premium Great Nature to this day. As, like, like even if you gotta ride him, it's not the worst thing in the world, but, like, that, that rear guard still is holy shit. Uh, you also have... Yeah. The Big Belly from uh, V-Series, which it's okay. It's pretty good. Um, it's it, like a weird Anger Blader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Worse, it, but weird. Yeah, it's not amazing in Standard, and like you only kind of use it in Premium for the Excel Circle and the um, that first skill where everything, uh, when something dies and he's on Van, you draw a card, so you get like extra life insurance on your stuff. Um, and he's named Big Belly, so that that's... Uh, what you're gonna do? It, fucking amazing, Professor Big Belly lives up to his name and then some. That yeah. thing uh, was great when he came out, and he's still great. And uh, that is all the clans I have for you. Let's keep going. All right. Yeah. I'm going to be all over the place with this one because Bermuda Triangle was super inconsistent. I'm exhausted. Ooh, with Bermuda Triangle. Oh my god. <laughs> That's the one you've been saving for. Oh, of course he would. Yes. Of course he would. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you well, want to begin? I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with the more underwhelming of the two, which was Chocho State debut stage Tirua. Now, see, Tirua did have a free stride skill where, like, if you had one or less rear guards, you could stride without paying cost. The problem with Chocho's was that it decided to introduce a new mechanic where, instead of returning cards to deck, you would bottom deck your cards and draw something else. So starting off, you only had a TD and, like, a mediocre set, so Chocho's didn't really do anything. But then, when we got to Divas Festa, which was the actual last G set, we got G- 
the late genius Miss Angie, and I have to talk about her because perfect performance was a stride. So this version of Andre just returned cards to your opponent. Oh, you could choose cards on circle, so you get around locked. You could return your opponent's cards if you felt like it. And that it- you can, like, draw cards. And then if you returned your own cards, you could search anything with GB2, including copies of herself. So you could just have free stride fodder. And then her GB2 skill was on Vanguard. When you would pay cost for stride, you can call that card instead. God, that card did so much. Okay, so <laughs> this whole episode, I've been looking up whatever it is the person has been talking about as they've talked about it. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember, like, which thing is which, and there's so many archetypes that we're going to have to go through. I'm just yes. going to guess that he's accurate. I hope he's accurate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I am actually just reading the card right I, now. I know he is. I'm just being an ass, but like, spoiler, spoiler, Andrew, Andrew probably. Would. This is the most fitting clan with all of the different Striders that we could end this Dude, episode with. So I, I was once I saw BT, I was like, I'm exhausted thinking about it. <laughs> just, yeah, just, let's we go. Haven't even Keep about going. Most of them yet. Yeah, and then. Unfortunately, the set is still being released for VR for the VR retrain, so I only have theory crafting to go off of. So, the new Anje, which is perfect performance, which was the original stride. I hate this. This is confusing, but like, she, she finally gets back the ability to return cards to hand, like her original. So, you could return any nut. No- players card normal units and then based on the number of cards returned you get different abilities so like two she gets 10k three plus she gets a force gift and then four plus she you can search your deck for any card and call it to rear guard circle so i think it's good it gives it gives you force markers and it can search literally anything so you can leverage that into multi-attacking i'm concerned about survivability but you don't need to survive if you just win also Getting force when she attacks means your earlier columns will probably be weak, so... And then Tirua is, when placed on Vanguard only, you can return any player, any number of normal units from either player to hand. If three or more are returned, she gets plus 15k. And then Vanguard or Rearguard Circle once per turn. At the end of battle attacks, if three or more player Rearguards were returned, you can counterblast one, discard, stand it, and it gets drive minus one. So I think this card probably is what makes Anjay good because you can now also restand her in addition to whatever Anjay searches out, and Anjay can also search Tiro out, so you can have like six twenty-three k attacks. All right, yeah, not bad late. for a force deck. Yep. I I'm gonna use force in quotation marks for specifically Bermuda. <laughs> But yeah, I think the Light Genius is still probably the winner until we know what uh, V Bermuda from set Extra Booster 15 actually does. Are we are, are we going to avoid all the old cards that are annoying to talk about? Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all the other ones don't really apply because they're either not Striders or they're actual Stride cards. No, no, I was talking about like the older Bermuda Striders. I mean, those don't have V retrain, so I'm just not going to talk about them. Oh, fair point. Fair if, point. If Get right, Loris. So. Um, <laughs> I know this has been kind of a long slog, and there, and we missed the 
initial day and all that stuff. Thanks for uh, for hanging out with us. Do you think we missed any Striders? Who, which one do you think is best? Uh, you can other f- than Angelica. <laughs> other than Angelica, <laughs> shut up. We... <laughs> you can find us on uh, Twitter at Nexus at Night, or if you want to support the show. Uh, you can uh, support us on patreon.com slash nexus at night. Patrons like uh, Darren and Cole uh, get shouted out on the show, or you get a whole last bonus show every Sunday, among other things. Guys, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Wiggins, two Gs, two Zs. Find me at Plasma Eclipse. Catch me on Twitter at Silver Chariot 7 with an underscore and Roman numerals. There you go. Uh, and uh, now I'm going to begin the long and arduous process of uh, editing this after I go stream with my roommate because he's playing Cave Story right now. We gotta go beat the final boss. Oh, that game is dope. Yeah, it yes. is. It is a dope game, but uh, I'm already 20 minutes late for it, and he's gonna be mad. So until next time, I was Atlas. I'm mad. I'm sleepy. I'm root beer, and I have finals to work on. I'm Chris. I have to go fix programming issues. And have a good night, everybody. <laughs> All right.